to another episode of Two Chicks Talking Shit. We back. We back, bitches. Sorry for the hiatus. It wasn't our fault. Swear to God. Swear to, swear to God. We are adults and we have <laughs> adult things that happens in our lives. And then, no, no, no. We not even gonna go there. That was one week. And then, Anchor how we love you, Anchor, so I'm not going to give you too much grief, but there were some technical difficulties with the app that we utilized to record, and so, you know, we just had to, like, deal with it, and we back, goddammit. So, and low-key, high-key, that day that we could, we tried on Anchor, yeah. <laughs> I think we both was kind of tired anyway, because we was like, it ain't working. Good I night. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, fuck this shit. I'll talk to you later. Man, However, I, how I did a somersault. <laughs> I did a damn Simone Biles flip in that bed. I was out of here. I was like, okay, I was really excited to record it. It was like, yeah, bitch, we ain't working. I was like, mm. yeah, well, I was too. I had my little stuff together, had my little, you know, <laughs> my little segment, and it was yeah. like, womp, womp. And I said, well, night. Right. Okay, well. Um, let's go ahead and get on into the shit then, uh, with the tea. Um, and I'm gonna I'm go through some of the stuff I wanted to say last week because I feel like people want to hear what I want to get off my chest. Well, say it then. Get it off your chest. I'm gonna say it with my chest. Fuck these shit. When that used to be our old segment, say it with the chest. Oh, we did used to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> How about it? I'm bringing it back today. Come on, say man. it with your chest. Um, fuck these chicken sandwiches. It ain't worth it. Well, good night, y'all. This has been another <laughs> episode of Two Chicks Talking Shit. I am your girl Fee, and <laughs> T will need another partner for next week. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Because listen, okay, listen. I, I, admittedly, do not necessarily like chicken between two pieces of bread. Not my thing don't like chicken sandwiches it's like I'll, I'll eat them but it's not like oh my god I gotta get a chicken sandwich um so when the big thing came out Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's I was like well Chick-fil-A is bible so I don't know Jesus is in the chicken I'm not gonna have high cholesterol and I'm not gonna have high blood pressure and my soul will be fed so that is who I'm riding with but then you niggas, <laughs> <laughs> you niggas is like going on over there to Popeyes, try that new spicy chicken sandwich they got. Now, first and foremost, shit ain't new. Shit's been out for a few months. I, that's the part that I was confused about because, like, <laughs> I've tried it. I, now, I will say this in my defense. Okay. I need to defend myself. Okay. In my defense, I did not have the spicy chicken sandwich. Okay, here we I go. I went, I went for just a regular plain chicken sandwich. Mine was spicy. Nah, and but let me say, and it was good. It was big. It was tasty. I didn't mm. go all rah rah about it. Ate half yeah. of it. I took the other half to work. It was fine. It wasn't no post, no tweet, no video, nothing about it. Okay, go ahead with your story. <laughs> oh, go ahead. 
Oh, and then, you know, when the hype came back around, I said, well, did I miss something? Right. So, I went and I got the spicy. Uh-huh. And it was, it was, it was, it was. You hear this voice, y'all. You hear this? She is in it. <laughs> it, was, like, it was, it was a little different. <laughs> it was a little di- the experience was different. First of all, when food is good to me, I eat it fast, girl. I ate that damn sandwich so fast I couldn't give you a review if I wanted to. <laughs> all I know is I took one bite and I just kept on biting till I was at yeah. the end, till I saw my fingers, girl. <laughs> and that was it. So yeah, so um, you you along with um, the rest of America. Um, ran out, bought a chicken sandwich, bought two chicken sandwiches. Might have had a chicken sandwich every day for a week. Yeah. And um, not you, but maybe your cousins. Um, <laughs> Popeyes ain't got no more. They was not ready for the demand that y'all created. And so they ain't got no chicken for their chicken sandwiches. Hmm. It, first of all, if y'all are, if y'all some real Popeyes eaters like myself, Y'all do realize they bring little different things on their little menu for little short periods of time. You know, like at one point it was the five five cracker chicken, and mm-hmm. then it was the little five dollar box, and then um, they had some with shrimp, like bang shrimp or something, pile mm-hmm. shrimp, or explosive shrimp, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They they do this. They throw you some little shit. And be like, here, try this new thing. All right, we ain't doing that no more. And that's what I I feel like they was doing with the chicken sandwich. They was trying it out. Just trying to see if it was gonna catch on, and you motherfuckers made it catch on so much. Now that y'all y'all um, going in Popeyes with guns, y'all y'all fighting people in Popeyes, like the work is getting out of hand. <laughs> the work is like fuck this shit. The work I is saw that lady. Out. They got they the employee of the month is cursing folks out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it, it likens to? Because oh, I've just what? started watching Snowfall. Yes, me too. It likens to episode. It, epi- it reminds me of the first season toward yes. the end when yes. when they first figured out crack and Frank was like, "We just gonna we gonna create a market." <laughs> That's <laughs> we go here. Here, y'all get a little sample of the crack, and then the next day they came back and they had the motherfucking line. They was like, "They can't be here for us." Oh yes, the fuck they yes were. they are. <laughs> That's what they did. They, they like, created a market, <laughs> right? So, you know, I don't mind when you niggas go through your little crazes and, you know, you create instant marketing for these couples, couples, for these companies. <laughs> Child. But, you know. They you do it for some have... of these couples, too. <laughs> True. You got to have some sense about yourselves. You can't just be out here cussing folks out, beating, trying to beat folks up because they bought the last chick, chicken sandwich. Um holding people hostage till they give you a chicken sandwich. This this ain't how it's supposed to go, my friends. It's a chicken sandwich. Get a big-ass breast, a spicy breast, take it home, put it on a piece of bread and bite, okay? All but right, I don't even think, you know what, I just realized what you said. Because really, I think if you go get a scandalous, boneless chicken breast and you just get one real fresh, yeah, you batter it up, the secret is in the sauce. Oh, come on now, sis. And you figure out, and you can Google, you can Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Somebody got a dupe for that sauce somewhere. Yep. 
That's they what don't. it is. I'm gonna find don't. it and I'm gonna make it. Okay. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna do like Frank did off of Snowfall. Oh, uh, okay. I'm gonna right. create a market, and then after that, we're gonna blow up. Okay, cool, cool. Um, well, KFC cannot let you motherfuckers go crazy about some chicken without them being involved. So I think it was last week. Maybe it was the week before. No, it was last week. Um, KFC announced that they are debuting Beyond Fried Chicken um, in a store in Atlanta. If you are not familiar with what Beyond is, Beyond Meat is a company that creates um, plant-based meatless products. So like it's kind of like the Impossible Burger, um, but in chicken form. So it ain't real chicken. It's made from plants. And uh, yeah, plant-based chicken. Not interested. (laughs) And then here's my thing. And please, vegetarians, vegans, whatever you are, please don't come for me because I don't eat beef nor pork. So I know the struggle. But what y'all not finna do is start coming up with all this fake stuff because y'all miss having real stuff. (laughs) If you have chosen to be a vegetarian or vegan, I'm going to need you to eat vegetables and call it what it is. (laughs) This Beyond Meat and Possible Burger, the the Lord's Supper, all this other foolishness that y'all are doing, y'all got to stop. It's, It's going too far. Fake chicken, we already, (laughs) look, we are already struggling trying to just find natural chicken that ain't got (laughs) all kinds of steroids in it. Now, the vegans about to be around here trying to figure out why they gained 50 pounds instead of lost 50 pounds because you're around (laughs) here eating fake fake chicken. Yeah, man. Now, just just cut it out. (laughs) They definitely are. That should happen. What's the point? What is the point of becoming vegan if you're going to turn around and eat a whole bunch of processed food? Right. It's stupid. That's stupid. Yeah, so. All right. Enough about chicken. Let's, uh, might as well talk about a chicken shit ass nigga, um, R. Kelly. Damn. Uh, <laughs> we still talk about that? So, about a week ago, this nigga said, he put in a motion to the court to get out of solitary confinement because he felt as though it was punishment <sighs> and he wanted to be in gin pop with everybody else oh really and the judge uh this week has granted his wish and has put him in general population with the other federal inmates um, <laughs> at the Chicago metropolitan <laughs> facility Oh, okay. First of all, someone must not have educated R. Kelly to let them know, despite your name being R. Kelly, you are still in jail for a child crime. Yeah, but you know, he might got some old fans in there. Oh, God. So you think they go protect him? You know, he done stood up on the stage. He says, so I know (laughs) that is somebody's Birthday tonight. Oh, God. You know, they had a concert for the people. Now they like, okay. Right. 
you know he is. Oh. Just wanted somebody to read letters, read his letters to that him. too. <laughs> that too. He like, look, my commissary, my books is pretty decent. So if you read this letter, I can get you a box, a pack of cigarettes. Right. <laughs> but you know, also on a serious note, they say that being in solitaire for so long does mess with you. Yeah, I know, and I I do I I agree that um, prisoners should not be in solitary confinement for extended periods. I I just don't think I don't know when you're a celebrity, it's a little different. They be trying to protect you to make sure you make it to trial and nothing happens to you and all that kind of stuff. So they be trying to do it for their own good, but I get it. Yeah, uh, now I feel like this: if you are a celebrity and you commit a crime. And that offense leads you to be in uh, jail, yeah, with no bail. <laughs> then you need to be treated just like everybody like else. everybody else. Treat them just like you would treat John John and everybody else. Put them in there with uh, General Pop and let him learn how to crease his pants by putting them under the mattress, like everybody else. <laughs> Oh, so his girlfriends are working really hard because they do not want him to stay in jail. They are working so hard because they are trying to hire Michael Jackson's former attorney who got Michael Jackson off from child molestation back in 2005. Then they get evicted out the top tower. (laughs) Y'all got big man listen. They priorities all fucked up. Off see brainwashed. That's because they brainwashed. And yeah, they probably so... thinking, oh, if we get out of jail, if we get him out of jail, he can do some shows, he can do something, he can mm-hmm. make money and he'll find us a place to stay. So they like, so one of them, because you know one of them gotta be the mastermind. And they was yeah. like one, you know, the other one, the weaker mind, the probably was like, okay, we enough of this shit. Let me go on and finally go home to my mom and my daddy. And the other <laughs> one was like, fuck my parents. The other one is like, no, no, you got to see the bigger picture. <laughs> if if we go home to our parents now, we're showing that our Kelly did have us against our will and that we wasn't here because we wanted to be here. Oh my God, you're so right. Right. <laughs> nah, sis. Yeah, so they are uh, planning projects like writing a book. Um, they are also, <laughs> they've also hired a team to help them land a number of paid interviews. Chow, these little babies. I'm going to let them go ahead and do whatever. Don't nobody want to, we saw the interview, honey. Ain't nobody finna <laughs> interview y'all. So y'all can sit there and lie in their face. Right. And if y'all ain't finna come and tell the real truth, or not even that, let me say this. If they're not about to come and say what people want to hear, yeah. it's a wrap. Nobody want to hear that shit. True. Um, let's see. Uh, you heard about Malik Yoba? Mm-hmm. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Malik Yoba. Mm, That was uh, a good transition. Go ahead. (laughs) 
from the show New York Undercover, which I'm going to keep my sad comment to myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he recently came out speaking against transphobia after um, there was a video of um, a man who killed himself because people were bullying him for dating a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And so... Malik basically came out to say, I love all women and count myself among those that find themselves trans attracted. And I too have felt the self-imposed shame that comes with that truth, but it's time to speak up. Mm. I bet you it is. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really just... nothing negative about it but i'm just like okay malik all right so you don't have the uh the b side of the story oh and come on give me the rest now so after he made his great announcement and in, in all this um a trans woman went on facebook and did a post entitled it surviving malik yoba child I'm done nope I'm good and it is being alleged that Malik used to solicit trans girls for um, sex but the T is excuse me okay Uh, Corona refresher uh, the T is that these girls were underage. Oh God! And the girl and the one who came out, she said that they had he, you know, hooked up with her when she was underage, and she was saying how, yeah, she was saying he had a preference. He liked smaller black trans girls. Women. Yeah. yeah, small frame, um, black trans women, or if they were not available, he would go with a mixed or Hispanic one. Well, who knew that I was gonna be this good with my trans um transitions? God damn. <laughs> That's what I said. Good transition. <laughs> I totally missed that. I did not see that anywhere. Here's my problem. I don't be on Facebook, I don't be knowing that kind of stuff. But ooh, and, and how I found out about it is because I, because you know me, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't care. But uh, how I found out about it is that someone made a post and they was asking what was our thoughts about it, and I was like, ooh. I was like, I don't care. I was like, <laughs> you know, I said I don't care, and. I, and I was like, you know, if that's his thing, that's his thing. If people need to mind their own business as long as he not hurt nobody. And I said right. that um, the person that outed him, because I did see something where they were saying that someone had, a trans woman had said that she had had sex with him. And so I was like, and whoever outed him was wrong. And somebody was like, well... 
nobody outed it. He admitted it. And I said, well, okay, let me go back and get into this because I might be speaking out of time. So I yeah. Googled it and I came across an article and he did himself say that this was his thing. However, in that same article, if you went down, it says like he just came out to cover himself because he is about to be um, in, indicted or Ooh, there shabby. are about to be charges against oh, him honey. for having <laughs> sex with underage trans women. Well, so that it was like a cover up. Too late to try and cover your butt because it's going to come out. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a cover up. And so he's just trying to cover his butt. But at the end of the day, outside of Malik Yoba, I do think that we shouldn't shame men if that's what they, if they're attracted to trans women. Let her be attracted to trans women. I mean, it's a beautiful trans women out here. Right. As long as they're being honest and they're being truthful about it. And I think that if we take the shame off of it, we will not only give people the freedom to love who they want, we'll also be saving the lives of trans women. Because okay. a lot of times it'd be a situation where a man is attracted to them or her and then they found out that she is a trans woman and now they ready to kill her or they kill her. Right, right. So, but uh, are you, Malik Yoba might want to call R. Kelly in. You accept the charges? And see, see, you know. Well, no, nah, don't call R. Kelly because he, he don't really handle the situation well. Nope, he does not. He got a little coin. He better give Michael Jackson a attorney before uh, Robert Kelly girlfriends do. Excuse me. Ooh, Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Malik Yoba. Let's see. Let's see if I can segue even better. Damn. So the rest of this, uh, the, the tea is brought to you by bullshit. Like I don't know. Like I don't. I. It's gonna get. It's gonna get bad. So I was gonna talk about Lil Nas. Um. He was um I don't wanna say trending today on on Twitter. But um do you watch HBO's The Shop? I keep forgetting about it. Yeah, I don't I don't really watch it. I watch excerpts of it mm-hmm. here and there. So um let me pull up the names because I wanna be able to say this correctly. But I know um, uh what excerpt excerpt yeah. you're talking about with him. Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart, Rob Gronkowski, Kevin Love, um, and uh, McCullum, CJ McCullum. Mm-hmm. So they were asking him, I guess we didn't hear the portion right before it. Mm-hmm. CJ McCullum was asking him about, you know, you made an announcement or whatever. Wait. Yeah, so in the clip they were just talking about um, 
you know, the announcement of Lil Nas saying that, you know, he was gay. And um, before Nas, Lil Nas could, <clears throat> excuse me, answer, Kevin Hart was like, he said he was gay. So what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> and so, hell, prayers up for Kevin. I hope he's doing better. They haven't said much about it. Yeah, I think this is some bullshit too, but I was going to get that. Um, and in the background, you heard Charlemagne was like, right, he said he was gay. Um, but so Lil Nas goes on to defend himself to basically say, there's a stigma in the hood about being gay. And if mm-hmm. you grew up in the hood, you know where I'm coming from. He and they like, tried to act like they didn't. I, I heard him at one point like, what? <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, he was basically saying, if I'm on the top of my game, why would I choose? Why would I do this for attention? Like, what's the purpose of me doing this for attention? Is to release this off of me? Like, I, I, feel, I, I don't even like the whole. He's, I don't even like this homosexuality thing no more. And I, and that hurt my, that made me feel bad because he feels so bad about you know being who he is and expressing you know, you know. His feelings, mm-hmm. then he like, I don't even want to talk about it. I hate it. Right. That's a part of you. You shouldn't hate a part of you. Right. That's who you are. Other, just because of how other people. Because people stupid. Yeah. So uh, the internet was going crazy. Obviously, they were picking with Kevin Hart the most because of that backlash that he received when he was supposed to host the Oscars and they dug up them tweets from five years ago of talk, him talking about his son, if, if his son was gay or something like that. So mm-hmm. I just I just feel like men, straight men, just don't know how to approach this conversation. They don't. In a, in a mature way. And I'm not saying they was trying to gaslight them or what. Like people, that's what people kept saying. It was gaslighting them and blah, blah, blah. I was like, they weren't trying to like cut them off, but like they don't understand it, and they don't—they not even—and they're not trying to understand it, and that's the difference. That's the big thing. Like I feel like a lot of women, at least, try to understand where the person is coming from. There's some mm-hmm. that don't. There's some that don't, and I'm not saying all straight men are like this, but there's a a fair share mm-hmm. of straight men who don't even want to try and understand why um, homosexual men do what they do or come out when they come out or whatever. They just don't understand it. They're not trying to. They're not trying to understand that's the life of a homosexual man. Yeah. I mean, you know, quiet as cats. They're just not trying to understand it. You know, it's they just don't, they're not trying to understand it. And you asked, like you said, it's not just, you know, straight men. You got some women that do it too, but, you know, I look at it as closed-minded, closed-mindedness. I see it as being closed-minded. I also think that a lot of them are that way because they're afraid if they speak any other way, they will be deemed as gay. Right. Or, or you know, some kind of way weaken their masculinity. So, but it's, it's it's the same way with 
white men, white people, Caucasians, when you talk about racism. True. Sometimes they don't want to hear it. They're not open. To, they're not open to understanding because they don't have to deal with it, or they don't have the struggles of it, or because of their own racism, um, they don't want to have that conversation. And when it comes up, they try to blo- the same way that a lot of straight men react about homosexuality. They act the same way when it comes to racism. So, you know. It is what it is. True. Um, yeah, so I was going to talk about Kevin Hart and his accident and how ill-timed all of this is because like, I'm sure they obvious they obviously taped this a long time ago. He really, he didn't say nothing terrible. He just said, he gay, so what? Mm-hmm. And these everybody is using Kevin as a headline, which of course. I don't think, which I don't think is it's not fair to him. Um, really bad for him because he's in a position right now where he really can't do anything. Like he's in the hospital. Sure, he has his team and all these people that should be looking out for him, but he can't. He's not even at the point where. He can defend himself or say but, anything and go, no, go, no, ahead. No, go ahead. I was just, that's all, that's pretty much where I was going. Like he can't even defend himself or say anything on his own right now because he's dealing with this whole other situation, but everybody using him as the tagline talk to say, you know, he cut him off. He's disrespectful and they were wrong. I get the conversation was wrong, but damn. But see, I didn't. Kevin ain't say nothing. I didn't take it that way, though. Like, I didn't take it as him being disrespectful or. And and the way that I saw it, unless my memory is wrong, it sounded like when they did the video, it seemed like they cut to Kevin Hart first with the he gay, so what? And then. Little Nas X. I think it was a situation where somebody asked, Why come out now? And then Kevin was like, If he gay, so what? And then Little Nas X went on to explain his position. But I don't think that what Kevin said was in a way to kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Dismiss. I don't oh, think that Kevin up. Hart said it in a way to dismiss Little Nas X. I think he was saying it nah. as, "Okay, you're a gay man, so you know that's so what? That's not the only thing that we're gonna." He didn't say all that, but I don't. I, I think it was right. one of those things where it's like, "Okay, you gay, okay." Like you know what I'm saying? Right. It's almost like when you had somebody come out to you and they like, "Oh, I'm gay," and you like. Congratulations. Okay. I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I took it as like it's one of those things yeah. where he, he may be at a place where he doesn't focus. Maybe he's not at that place where he's focusing on like on that so tough. Cause you I mean, you got some people who focus on it real heavy. And he sure. might just be at that place where he like, man, look. 
if you are, you are. Right. But um, prayers going out yeah. to Kevin Hart. Um, as you probably already know, he was in a car accident this past weekend. The stories are all over the place. Like I was listening to something on the radio the other day. They said Kevin got himself out of the car. And if you've seen the car, the car, the roof is gone. It's mangled. They said Kevin got himself out the car, went back to his house, got some people to come back. We're back and get everybody out. To have surgery for. <laughs> I said, where are you niggas getting this information from? He had that, that surgery like the, on Saturday. That sounds like the crackhead version. I was standing on the corner and the car said, flip, flip, flip. Kevin Hart started crawling out the car. You know, he looked, he crawled out the car. Then I saw him and he just started running. And he came back. He had a group of people and they flipped the car over. Like, get your dog. No, that's not how the story went at all. At all. He definitely. So- Somehow he did get in touch, or somebody was either behind them or something. But they did get in touch with somebody who was at his house, and they did like pull people out the car. Like they pulled the driver and Kevin out because they they released they released some of the nine one one call, and then the driver's fiance she it was they couldn't mm-hmm. get her out, and so you know. You know, praying for everybody. They say Kevin's back surgery mm-hmm. went well. They say he has to do some rehab, which obviously makes sense. He right. had back surgery. Um, they aren't releasing much information about his friend or the fiance, but hopefully they are um, recovering mm-hmm. well also. But yeah, that's pretty yeah. scary. All right, I'm going to do some quick hits. I'm going to okay. get in, I'm going to get out. Um, Dave Chappelle, new special, Sticks and Stones, funny as shit. I laughed, but I was uncomfortable. But I still laughed. But yep. I laughed. <laughs> shit, that was hilarious. Me. I, I'm thinking about doing a video on it. Be- okay. and, and um, I'm coming from the position because I've seen. Well, I started watching somebody that I watched on YouTube. And she gives a lot of commentary on things. Because, surprise, surprise, Negroes, I don't just sit and watch makeup videos all day. So, right. you know, <laughs> I like to hear people's opinions and see what stuff, you know, yeah. get social commentary. So, but I watched her video and then I watched another video. And I was like, are we really doing commentary? On a comedy special, yeah, man, because they feel like he crossed the line, and and I'm like, this know. must be some new age, new generation stuff, because yeah. I came yep. up in the 80s and the 90s, and uh, Richard, Richard Pryor's Eddie Murphy, girl, Fred Sanford, <laughs> like, I, I mean, even on Fred Sanford, even on his show. Used to yep. say some stuff. George yep. Jefferson yep. on his show used to say some stuff like, and I'm like, yep. this, you know, this climate that we're in, you know, for me, I'm all about minding my business and respecting people and let them do them. 
But I also feel like we're in this climate of, I don't even want to say it's a climate of political correctness, but it's, yeah, it's, it it's, is. it's going too far. Like y'all are going up far. in arms about jokes. I mean, the only, the last time I remember them having an issue with a comedian, I do remember there used to be a thing with the comedians because they said that, you know, Bill Cosby's like, you curse too much, don't curse so much in your shows. And they was like, fuck him. But right. uh, this shit now where you have people trying to give serious commentary about David Chappelle. We talking about fuck your couch, I'm Rick James. <laughs> right. David Chappelle. And y'all want to give serious comedy, serious commentary on his comedy? Like, yeah. I mean, right. Folks are doing you know, too, too I mean, far. he come from that area where comedians cross the line to get the laugh. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I said I was going to do a video and just give my two cents about it because it's, it's a little bit ridiculous if you ask me. Okay. All right, cool. Um, Next, shout out to my homie 50 Cent. Um, he said he is switching the power theme song back. Hallelujah. That's what we wanted. Hallelujah. You. Come with Hallelujah. Because as soon as I heard Trey song, they say this is a big rich town. I was like, huh? I just come from what? Cold is hot. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, what, Joe? What? I was like, Joe, Joe owed 50 some money or something. That sounded like, that sounded like the Chick fil A version. It don't even like I had to turn my volume up because I was like, is he whispering the song? Now like, the fuck if y'all have saw our Instagram page, y'all now have seen current pictures. We are actual people. This is not bots. <laughs> y'all know that I right. am as bright as a diamond. <laughs> but when I heard yeah. this power rendition, I was like, this must be the light skin version. It's definitely the light skin version. It's got to be the light skin version. Cause this is not like every time I hear it, I just be like, "Mm -mm." they say this is a big bitch Mm -mm. town. My D, my D came in the bed. I think we got in the bed Sunday and I was out of it. Mm -hmm. I just went straight to sleep. But he played it and it was, they say this is a big bitch town. Yeah, and then my sleep, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-mm, Turn that mm-mm, shit off. No, no, no. Mute that shit till it come right. on. Like, right. no. So thank you, 50, for hearing the people. Yeah. I know we gonna be in his debt forever. We ain't gonna hit the end of this. Right. We definitely gonna owe his ass some money. Um, And then my last thing, um, I don't really watch um, a lot of award shows mm-hmm. live, right? Um, I do watch um, performances on YouTube, things like that. So just have one thing to say about the Video Music Awards. And this didn't even happen during the show, it was during the pre-show. Um, you guys gave Meg Thee Stallion an award for 
summer uh, song of the summer or a summer theme song, whatever, for Hot Girl Summer. The title of your award show is the Video Music mm-hmm. Awards. That hoe ain't dropped the video till yesterday. Your award show was two weeks ago. Help yes, me understand. Huh? This, <laughs> I, I demand a recount. This is, this is not, this doesn't make sense to me. This doesn't make sense. I will say, though, I did not like the song pre-video. Post-video, I like the song. Mm-hmm. So, I See, I like Ty Dolla Sign. I, and so I love um, the IG influencer, J. Cole. She uh, she does a little Yeah, I saw that. I like that part. She just... Yeah, so that that was cool. I like the vibe that Meg was giving us in the video. So I was like, okay, I, not a song ain't as terrible. I can think about the video when I watch it. But yeah, she probably shouldn't have won a video music award until the video came out. But it's cool. It's cool. I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing except what yeah. I just said. But all right. Um, that's all. Um, I can't even. I was trying to find his name. We are back, everybody, and it's time for Girl Talk. And depending where you are in the United States, your kids have either been in school a week or so or just going back this week, but it is back to school time. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just say, I, I, once your kids get in kindergarten, do we got to see these pictures all the time? Oh, they first damn kindergarten. You want them to stop at the kindergarten? Listen, yep, yep, because that really counts. That's the first day of school, like the official real first day of school. These damn kids don't even want to take the pictures. I looked at half the pictures that y'all was posting to y'all kids. They were straight faced, their heads was to the side, and they was tired of y'all. They was like, Listen, I am not here for this, mama. Oh, I gotta smile. Okay, uh. Okay. I think some kids be here for it. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think by the time they get to sixth grade, they done. They done. Now, once they get to the older grades, they like, come on, man. This this ain't, they like, come on. We don't, we're not somebody doing Somebody like, my, my son's a senior and my other son's a sophomore. I was like, right, yeah. don't want to take no back to school pictures. They like, man, can you please just drop us off? Like, right. I don't even <laughs> ask my kids no more. I just be like, oh, no. all right, have a great day at school. Talk I think I did. Like, I think I did. How I would do it is I would sneak pictures. Like, when they got older, yeah, I would sneak pictures. Like, I remember my son, his freshman year, um, my oldest son, I snuck a picture of him in the bathroom brushing his hair. <laughs> and then um yeah after that like yeah no like I'm trying to think of the last time I took a back to school picture it's been a while because I was like these hoes too big for this <laughs> mm-hmm. half of the time you run late shit you like man let's go let's go let's go let's go gotta go for bad so, so some funny stories um for back to school so I have two freshmen um, in my life so we have um, my my who is my d's oldest and mm-hmm. bobo my youngest they're both freshmen and fresh meat <laughs> fresh meat where the pennies at throw them at their head <laughs> boop boop <laughs> damn <laughs> oh man so uh my my had a rough 
first few days of school, man. Uh, she couldn't get a locker open. Oh, uh, that's the worst. She was late to so she told us, text us this story. She was on her way to homeroom, right? Uh-huh. On the way to homeroom, they called a special assembly and told certain grades or whatever to go to the auditorium. So she, they had to go to the auditorium. Mm-hmm. But because she was late to homeroom, they had already done attendance. And so they marked her absent. But then she, you know, but she wasn't absent. She finished the rest mm-hmm. of the day. So the and they, when you late for homeroom, you late for the, you, Absent for school for the day. So the next day, they call. she gets called into the office. This is the first week of school. Third day, she done got called into the office. Because <laughs> little baby, <laughs> little baby, they said, you ditched school yesterday. She was like, I didn't. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> they probably like, this baby ain't going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, this whole thing, it took her a while to get her locker open, but I think she finally is getting acclimated uh, to high school. Uh-huh. I love them kinds of stories. It cracked me the hell up because I'm like, yeah. that is classic freshman year. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the other baby, she actually said school was good. The only thing she was nervous about, she went to a charter school. Now she's at public school. Mm. And they can have their phones out and they have to use they can use their laptops in class. She like, people had their phones on the table. It was so weird. <laughs> she texts me on lunch. She's like, Hi, I'm on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Well shit, let me get in on this. <laughs> right. Couldn't we- even think of nobody to text. Text for her mama. mama. <laughs> God damn. Being a freshman, you just realize how fucking lame you really are. <laughs> That's all it does. Freshman exactly. year, freshman year humbles you. That's what it does. Yeah, like, oh, you, you thought you was the big me? fish, huh? Nope. Okay. Well, that's that's a little goof ass over there with little goof ass kids. He's like, damn, I thought I was cool. Right now, you the smallest thing in the school. Yep. You in school with people that got full braids, they breast full beards, <laughs> yeah. they breast fully developed. Some of them might got kids. Like it's just a whole, you in a, it's a whole new world. You like what the fuck? Man? Exactly. Take me back to sixth grade. <laughs> like like fuck shit. It's Look, too much. My freshman year. So you know they give you your uh, schedule. Yeah, and your so, school was big as hell, bruh. Yes, it was. <laughs> but I would say this. Um, they was I, I don't so they would set it up where you didn't really have to go like all the way across the building oh, and stuff cool. like that for classes like they had at one point, I wanna say about my junior, maybe my sophomore through senior year, we had what they call schools and schools. So whatever your major was, most of oh, your schools yeah. would be sent, most of your classes would be centered around that. And a lot of times you would be in class with just about the same person, the same people all day. And you would walk out one class and go right across the hall to another class. However, freshman year for, I had gym and they like we had a couple of gym rooms mm-hmm. in the school. We had a lot of gym rooms actually, and so 
they put this room number down and me and a friend of mine was looking for this gym. And when I tell you, we damn near ran through that whole school looking for the gym and it <laughs> looking for this gym room number and it and so finally I think a teacher was like, hey, what are y'all doing? And we was like, we're trying to find room 240 for gym. And they was like, that's the main gym. Or as we called it, that's the yeah. big gym. Right. We passed that gym about four times. <laughs> when I tell you, we went on the first floor to the second floor, on the third floor. Like we were looking for this gym room and could not find it. And they would have um they had like markers that kind of guided yeah. you so wrong. So it'd be like 200 to 225 this way, 226 to 250 that way. Girl, no. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, that was my freshman story. Oh, that and getting in trouble for being tardy. And my mama had to come up to the school. <laughs> Oh. But that was like mid freshman year. And guess what time I had to be at school that time? What time? 9 14. What the hell? That's oh. what my mom said. That's some off ass. I got, shit. as a matter of fact, I got a one day suspension. You was bad. And my sister at the time, so I had to be, my sister was maybe like two, mm-hmm. not even two. Girl, I had that day off. We had a let out couch. I'd have pulled the let out couch out, turned uh-huh. the TV on, <laughs> kicked up. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you was going to have a day. Girl, my mama came in that room and saw me. Girl, when I tell you, she knocked five from my ass. <laughs> oh, you think you're going to lay your ass up in here and just relax? Y'all had your ass in school. How the fuck you can't get to school at <laughs> 14, right? <laughs> Hilarious. So but, I, I didn't have no yeah. freshman problems because, so I went to Morgan Park mm-hmm. for 7th through 12th. So 7th and 8th grade, you, most of your classes are in the old building mm-hmm. and was in the old building, but you did have some classes with some of the high schoolers so you knew, you know, you knew where the rooms were, you knew the n- number and convention, because one building only had um, even numbers, mm-hmm. even numbers, and the other one had both, and so you just had to kind of know what <laughs> where you was going. Okay. And so, um, come freshman year, legit, I'm a junior at this point, okay? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, you know like I, I know the upperclassmen, I don't. You know, I'm in class with see sophomores and juniors and maybe a few freshmen here and there. But mm-hmm. like I did not have a hard time freshman year. That is probably the best decision that my mother ever made was allowing me to do that. Cause I that I was already awkward in seventh and eighth grade. Can you imagine me freshman year being awkward? Oh little tea. Oh girl child, please. Mm-mm. <laughs> Let me tell you how bad it was. So seventh grade, I you called that my smart to go to Morgan Park. That used to be a smart yeah, girl. Yeah, girl, I was gifted. <laughs> That's what they used to call it. Because the I gifted program, a, a magnet school, and they yeah. put me in the quote unquote gifted program. And so it was only a few of us, and then they let us take the test. 
to see mm-hmm. if we could go to Morgan Park, Kenwood, or Whitney Young. Because those, mm-hmm. those are the three schools that let, you know, middle schoolers mm-hmm. go. And so I took a little test or whatever. I hated seventh grade because my mama still thought I was a little kid because I was short. I was like 4'11", maybe 5 feet at that Oh, point. a few inches shorter. Bitch, I'm taller than that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. I was I was four. somebody gets sensitive about that height. What about that? Like, <laughs> first of all, how are you coming for me as if I am right? Amy was taller than you, oh, like five, four, four and qu- three quarters, and five, five. That's it, exactly. So <laughs> in seventh grade, they still let the school, the school bus would still pick us up. My mother was still trying to do my hair in fucking pigtails, bro. Seventh oh, grade. no. Pigtails. Like, like multiple? Like she was giving you yes, like bro. two on the side that- and one on yes! the back? Ooh. Oh, no. And so on the way to the bus stop, my ass was taking barrets out of my fucking hair. Oh, damn. And so redoing you- my hair. So you was coming home like these pictures of these first day of school. <laughs> like that's not that is not how I did school. Yeah, I think I want to say I uh, revolted against the multiple ponytails because I I had uh, long thick hair up mm-hmm. until maybe well I had long hair long thick hair until my south the summer of my sophomore year that's when I got my first haircut my first short haircut and been kind of back and forth ever since but I think I revolted against my mother (laughs) doing my hair at about maybe 5th or 6th grade I was like yeah it was about 6th 6th grade 6th 7th grade I was like all right, enough is enough Yeah, I can handle this I can do my own hair yeah. And from there on, it was um, one ponytail. Yeah, that's I how was I was doing the one ponytail. Then I started with the raggedy hairstyles, with the flip bang and a yeah, girl, fan. and the fan ponytail. Ooh, and a, with the, the multiple ponytail. balls around your ponytail, girl, all that damn brown Ooh, gel. with a lollipop in it. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, yes. I, why did we do that? And. <laughs> And the uh no, the dumbest hairstyle that we had was the ponytail and you would do a full shag across the back. Yes. You the little like, corner. The little corner. Why? Yeah. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> I was clean of it because my hair was long. I would do that look uh-huh. So it'd be come on my shoulder. I was like, yeah, boy, okay, tell me nothing. Girl, that was the dumbest shit in the world. Like, I don't, we had some dumbass hairstyles, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, speaking of hairstyles, but yes. before the revolt, let's talk about the nightmares. So, it was the night before school and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. But your mama got that straightened comb and turned on a fire. And Ooh, you sure. knew that all hell was about to break. Girl, yourself. the nightmares. Look, y'all want to know why black women are so deaf about their hair? 
because y'all don't understand the struggles that we've had to the deal with. The trials and tribulations, Jesus. Girl, shampoo day was a day. I hate to get my hair done. I hate it when my mama tried to do it. That whole stove situation. Oh, girl. My mom, but see, my mom slapped the perm in my hair early. Yeah. She, she made me but, get the perm, but I didn't need it. I hated the perm. It made my hair so thin. I, I was like, my hair gonna fall out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, uh, no, nah, my mama, I want to say, shit, my mom started slapping perm in my hair. I was about seven, eight years old. Oh, shit, no, I, gee. She, that one last shampoo, the one last shampoo day, and she was like, oh, no. Nah. But she didn't relax it that often which was weird like she would like she didn't relax it like every eight weeks she would relax it like every it seemed like it would be a nice space between my relaxers and she took care of my hair like she took care of it for the most part it didn't start getting raggedy till I started doing it We do. We mess it all up, right? I but I mean, mess my hair up. She said, "Oh yeah, we just go, you just go, go to the beauty shop every couple weeks." I said, "Okay, all right." Yeah, yeah. She, I would get a treat and be able to go to the shop every now and then, and you know, they'll do it, and I would be in the shop with them all day. Hated but, um, it, girl. Just hated it. Just hated I it. All. I gotta stay here, <laughs> right? But just, I'm trying to think. Like my mother favorite hairstyle when I was younger was she would do so she would do the ponytail in the, at the top Child. it would be like a square with a ponytail and that would come over and kind of like hang over on my face and oh then like the be, waterfall ponytail no 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 she would twist it and put oh. the bar at I'm talking about oh. that yeah. Oh, so yeah. she would put a ponytail in the front, like where your bang was probably supposed to be. Yep. Oh, I take that. It would either be that. So she would do the ponytail in the front where your bang was supposed to be. That would hang over. Then you would have the two ponytails coming on the side. Oh, and God. then you would have a ponytail, ponytail in the middle. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And then she would either do two ponytails on the side or one ponytail in the side. And if she felt like it, if you begged her enough, she would give you a bang. So you would have that bang, that one roller type bang. That foam roller. That would leave the the line in the bang. And I don't, that, you talking about a strong roller, a strong curl? (laughs) (laughs) I need to find some of them for when I start wearing my hair natural. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't come up to here looking like, oh, because you know, when you get a phone, them phone rollers, the end of your hair be spiral curl. Right, the end be spiral. Like... And then the top, the middle have a hump. And above that hump, you just got a dent. Like, Ooh, like fuzzy the, right. And, and, fuzzy and then after that, is your, yeah. if you ain't got no perm or nothing, then you just got roots. Girl, I don't know who yeah. invented that roller. This but <laughs> I will go fast. Go to the beach. That shit was a fool. But yeah, those is my hairstyle. Child, I saw this little girl on the internet. Her mama had put like a little weave ponytail braided. Like she had one ponytail, and a little weave ponytail was braided on top of it. You know, a little quick mm-hmm. natural hair hairstyle. 
that was before school looked so cute. Right, yeah, hand on the hip. On. I saw it. <laughs> After school, that little baby ponytail was I said, gone. I was looking at some of these hairstyles. I said, why was y'all trying to put these uh, Bronner Brother hair show ass <laughs> <laughs> in these kids? That ponytail looked heavy. I would have took that off. Yeah, I was like, right. come on, man. That baby got, got some running around. Yeah, that, said, right. Up, you know, that bad boy got heavy. Her head probably started hurting. It, it was, was itching. itching. She, was like, she took that shit. It was, it's a couple kids I saw where their mama tried to get them some ponytails <laughs> like that, and they came home a whole different style. Then I saw. <laughs> Like, what I saw a picture of it looked like the mom and why would you even do this it looked like the mama tried to give they baby the crown braids girl uh, no by the time they baby came home from school she looked like she had really been through the circle of life <laughs> <laughs> that shit looked horrible so oh. yeah I no yeah but yeah I wish all little babies uh, a good and wonderful school year. I got one baby that's completing her her uh, little, little high school career this year. You act like you had a so, hard time you know, saying that. Oh, man. She's about to be gone. You're about to have about so to many emotions, G. <laughs> I yeah. ain't gonna know how to act. Like, just hold the fast mm-hmm. leave me. I got one more story, and but, then I got one more first day oh, of school. Yeah. So, you know, back in the day, we didn't have to wear uniforms. And your parents yeah. would go out and go school shopping. And, you know, they all, they wouldn't school shop for, like, the summer. They would school shop for the fall or winter. For the first day of school, you're going to wear whatever they bought for the first for school. Yes. Girl, one year I went to school with some corduroys. <laughs> On the first, On the first day of school. Corduroys and a sweater. Child, it was, <laughs> and I wore the sweater shit because it was my new clothes. I'm done with you. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. I remember yeah. laying everything out because I had a problem with coordinating when I was younger. Like mm-hmm. I coordinate to a degree now, but before, like I would pull out the shoes. Shoes had one color in it, then my socks go had that color in it, then my shirt go had that color in it. Mm-hmm. I, my stuff was laid out and I remember one year my sister like got something on my new outfit before oh, I hell no. I damn near killed that look Girl. <laughs> I, was so mad. I was like I lay my clothes out and this is what you do this is what you do little baby I, freshman year I know all I remember is they kept saying freshman year don't wear your new clothes because they're going to know you're a freshman <laughs> and that was the hardest thing to explain to my mama Right. Gotta buy all these damn clothes. You gonna go fast? I'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want them to know that I'm a freshman, but I'm gonna wear next week. They know you a damn freshman. I ain't seen you last year. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. So that's all we got. That's all I got. Yeah. Back to school. Damn kids. Y'all have a good year. Listen to your parents. Drink your water. And mind your business. (laughs) That goes for y'all too.
That's for the damn back to school message. Oh, what else? Do your homework. Um, don't talk. Yeah, back. how about that? Study, do your homework, listen uh, to your teacher. These kids got b- worse problems than we do. We gotta tell them to mind don't be, kids this Don't be water. bullying kids on social media. Turn your phone off at, at eight. Go to bed. Yeah. Be safe. Yeah. All that. All that. We'll be right back. All right, it is time for Ain't That Some Shit. You got some stuff, sis? I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. So I have some stuff from this week and last week. Okay. So, um, oh, there you go. So this story I thought was interesting and odd at the same time. So according to the New York Times, their, it says their mothers chose donor sperm, sperm that doctors use their own their own oh yeah so it has been um, reported that a lot of doctors have been using their own sperm in fertility clinics um, a few have gotten caught it started um, with one girl, I think she did one of those DNA tests or something like that. Yeah. And it found out that her biological father was not her sperm donor, but actually the doctor that her mother went to. Ooh. And it was, this is happening all over the world, not just the United States. Um, it's been a few doctors who have He's done this. Yeah. So, one doctor uh, fathered 56 children. The fuck? A Dutch, yeah. Yep. A Dutch, a Dutch donor foundation wow. discovered that a doctor fathered 56 kids, um, but he recently passed away. So I think families are looking to sue. Some doctors are being... A lot of these doctors are now retired. They're older. So, Yeah. That's Ooh. what they're doing around here. Okay. All right. Yeah, they just using their own. Now they not raping, <laughs> but it was um someone was stating like they considered it sexual assault because they didn't Damn. get they didn't get the doctors did not um get the consult the uh consent of the mothers to use their sperm. And no, the, they didn't, but a sexual assault is yeah, false I, advertising. I, I thought that sexual assault was a, a too steep. Like, that yeah. was kind of going too That's far, too but yeah. it's still kind of bogus as hell. Yeah. Um, speaking of retired doctors and why my stuff not opening? Speaking of retired doctors and older people, Mm. You already know I'm going? Go ahead. <laughs> Six seniors were arrested for allegedly having sex in the park. Child, they just wanted to get their rocks off and Look, y'all bothering them. They said six people, this is according to Quine4.com, never heard of it, Um, in Fairfield, Fairfield, Connecticut, six people ranging in the age of 62 to 85 Child. faced sex charges after being arrested in a conservation area 
in Connecticut. Leave them alone. They too old. They just trying to have some fun before they go. Let, said let the, be. the police said that they were caught um, involved in lewd and sexual activity. Okay. They mm-hmm. earned it. They've earned it. Have fun. It said I'd be six, damn if I arrest a 73-year-old for having sex in the park. I'm going to be like, hold on. This sounds like this was a this was a midnight train to Georgia. It was six to five men and an 85-year-old woman. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I ain't going to say nothing else after that. That's all I got to say about that. Girl. Girl. Mm-hmm. They must have yeah. <laughs> I got something else. Cause I didn't know that it was going to end that way. I, I, I didn't know it was going to end that way. Yeah, I got a few. You know. Um, okay. Since we were just talking about back to school and hair, a um, student in Texas, this is by, according to Sky News, a black student in Texas was humiliated after the school colored his hair with a marker. So he had a fade with a design in it and I guess it was um, against their dress code and so they made him, the staff said he could either call his mother, receive disciplinary action or color in the design with a permanent marker. I would have been right. like gone and called my and mama. And they ended up coloring in his hair and they thought it was funny. Of course, the school is being apologetic and the mom is contacted a attorney. And um, yeah, they're about to get sued. Like how? I mean, I don't understand. As long as it wasn't... Um, these these schools with these dress codes and sometimes when it comes to to police yeah, and hairstyles, especially our hair, um, black women and yeah. men, I just think it's a, a you know it's about yep. not having any respect for our our culture and why is it that everything in our culture has to be seen as um, bad ghetto. Out of the norm, gang affiliated. Gang affiliated. Like I had to correct 30. my coworker because one of my, um, I don't know if I told you about this, one of my um, coworker, he has free form dreads and they've gotten to a level. Oh, he has them where they're longer at the top and he has it shaved in the back. And so they've gotten to the point where they drop, but he doesn't um, like maintain them right, we'll go get them. Maintain regularly, right. and I right. had to correct one of my coworkers because she kept telling him like, "Oh, you should really consider cutting your hair. You should go cut your hair." And she was like, "You know, oh, it just looks so bad. It looks dirty or something like that." And I was like, "You know, that's you can almost get in trouble for that. That's almost harassment or discri- right. discrimination." It is. I said, "You don't know if his hair like that is a um." religious thing if it's um, right. a part of his nationality or who he, are, who he is I said so you need to be very careful just you know because it's not what you're used to to think that it's wrong or whatever and and that goes for 
a lot of these, you know, schools and every jobs and everything else. Um, and last thing, so over the weekend, there was another mass shooting in Texas. And according to USA Today, the FBI are saying that the Texas shooter was on a long spiral down. So I don't know if you're familiar with this in Odessa, Texas. Yeah, yeah. a gunman killed seven yeah. people and left 25 people injured. Yeah. He was driving yeah. around shooting people. So basically what happened was that morning he got fired from his job and what it sounds like is that in the midst of his um, getting terminated, he must have been cutting up. He must act a fool because they had to call the police and he in turn called the police. And so it, it just went downhill from there. And after reading the story, I just took from it, oh, we have another white man who had a tantrum. Because to me, that's what it, right. it's starting to sound like. like it was. It was. Um, <clears throat> then he bought his gun from like just a private a private owner. So mm-hmm. I mean, he just bought it from off somebody. She knew what yeah. he Yeah, I what mean, he even if he got- like even if he didn't completely know he knew that he knew something was going to happen. So man, and I, he he knew what was going on. Like they already talked about they trying to do right. Know, yeah, but no. But he called the no, he called he the FBI as, as well, so he called the poli- police and he called right. the FBI. So he no he, he that he that whole mental illness thing like that's not my thing is I would be more accepting accepting of saying oh this was a mental illness or a mental breakdown. If it was a thing of it being a one incident where you snapped it, like if he would have snapped and shot the person who fired him and he would have said, oh, I snapped, I blanked out, then, okay. Right. But once you no, driving, driving around, around he killed, people. first of all, <laughs> so he driving around. He killed a postal worker and took the postal truck and mm-hmm. then continued to drive <laughs> around. And it's like, yes. once you shot that mm-hmm. first shot and you saw that you had killed somebody, that should have been your snap. Like, oh, what the fuck? What did I just do? But if nah. you continue and you keep going, now nah, that ain't a mental illness to me. To me, that just don't sound like right. that was a, something that was done out of a mental illness. That seemed like that was done out of hate and I'm having a tantrum. And so this is our, this is the new temper tantrum. In um, related news to that story, um, Senator Ted Cruz tweeted about it and he said, and I quote, gun control doesn't work in Chicago. This uh, disarming law-abiding citizens isn't the answer. 
stopping violent criminals, prosecuting and getting them off the street before they commit more violent crimes is the most effective way to reduce murder rates. Let's Mm. protect our citizens. So our wonderful mayor did not appreciate half of what she (laughs) half of what he said. And she said 60% of the legal firearms recovered in Chicago come from outside of Illinois, mostly from states dominated by coward Republicans like you who refuse to enact common Mm. sense gun legislation. Keep our name Man, she went Councilman Tate on him. <laughs> yeah, she sure did. You know, and, she went old And dog. I don't know, but she, I can uh, see her sending that tweet. Like, you know how you be mad and you kind of throw your phone and you kind of lean back like, man, I'm yeah. sick of this shit. And she got the clapping. Motherfuckers, <laughs> keep Chicago. <laughs> Always want to try me. They want to try Chicago. Need to keep Chicago out that motherfucking mouth. <laughs> motherfucking mouth. Sick of shit. Every time I talk about yeah. guns, they want to talk about Chicago. Say that shit to my face. That's just <laughs> their way of saying these black people be killing right. themselves Basically. all the time. We need to get them off the streets, but these law-abiding Caucasians are okay. Right. Let's let them. Keep she was their like, "No, keep you your do. name out my mouth. That's what you're gonna do. Keep Chicago out your mouth." Right back. Now it's time for okay. On a positive note. On a positive note. On a positive note. On a positive <laughs> note. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I know you got something. Yes, I do. Um, so I'm gonna start with the petty part. <laughs> because no. okay, future is awarding scholarships and giving away what the hell is this positive? <laughs> it's positive. <laughs> is giving away $2,000 scholarships to a fan at each stop on his legendary Knights tour. Um, Fans must be active area college students who follow his foundation on Instagram and submit submit an essay on how the scholarship would be a dream come true. Future is touring 24 cities. So he already has been in Chicago, Cincinnati, blah, 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 yada, yada. So, yeah, look at Future doing some good in mm. the hood. Okay. <laughs> you, are, you ain't trying to hear it for Future. Yeah, you ain't to be saving that money so you can pay for his kids' college. I don't know. Kids are good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he ought to be doing. Man, and a new shorty just said that he the he the daddy. He's like, right. listen, shut up. <laughs> Why are you out here planting your seeds everywhere? He gonna be like that doctor for eighty six kids. Shit, you stupid. Um, and then one more, Keisha Knight Pulliam, aka Rudy from mm-hmm. the Cosby Show. Um, she is telling you to put plenty of your coins in your bank account. She has teamed up with um, an entrepreneur to launch a venture capital fund specifically Mm. for black women entrepreneurs. 
Um, they are going to invest $15 million to support startups created and funded by women of color at the pre-seed seed level and for um, people who have already have started establishing their business. Yeah, cool. Pretty cool, cool, cool. right? Okay, so um, Nike has collaborated with a young lady. Her name is Asha Boston. She um, is a Brooklyn-based filmmaker and activist, and they have selected her to co-create a limited edition Nike Air Max. And, you know, I have been the Nike Air Max kind of vibe. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, the sneaker shoe. is called the R46, which is inspired by the R46 MTA subway car. The color is a direct reflection of the tr- train, showcasing a variety of orange and blue hues. So, yeah, I think that's the train that take you to Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. something like yeah. Let me see. It says. Okay. My Air Max React 270 design is named the R46 because it, it, it is inspired by the R46 MTA car that runs on the A-line train. Boston said the A-train okay. was built in 1932 and connected the black community in Harlem to the black community in Bed-Stuy, my hometown. And yeah. it's a pretty dope shoe. Okay, send me a pic, sis. I need some to pretty see what dope, that looks like. pretty dope colors. It's got the orange, a little crimson, some white, you know, a little green. Mm. It's a little fly. Fly, you diggity dig, okay. dig, dig. And cool, cool, um, you got cool. something else? Because I got... No, I was just going to talk about the last story that we had. Okay, well, I got go two ahead. short, two quick ones real quick. Um... Old girl who did the um, billboard to get um, Tyler Perry's attention, she landed yes. a role in one of his series. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then after the um, shooting that took place in Texas, Walmart um, has decided that they will end all handguns ammunition sales mm-hmm. and they are asking customers not to carry even in states that allow open carry so they will be selling okay. they still will be selling like just your regular like shotguns and deer ammunition yeah. but they will no longer be selling um, ammunition for cali- for the caliber guns and like I said, they will only allow concealed carry, which I am for. Yeah, Kroger is doing the same thing. They they do not want people open carry in their stores either. So they're following Walmart. Yeah, because I mean, like for one. real, y'all. Like me and DJ had this conversation, and you know, my D is. Oh, well, he likes he guns. Full fledged, um, right to right to bear arms, man. But he even said he was like the whole open carrying to like in stores and stuff like that. He said that's that's that is a bit excessive. Like I I I was like I would yeah. feel more intimidated or more afraid seeing somebody walk up in 
Walmart with a rifle. Like, I don't care about you carrying your gun. Like, if you got, you know, a little something, something on your hip and you got it covered, that's fine. That's how it should be. But if you coming in the store with a whole rifle, I say there's only one or two things that's going to happen. If you doing open carry with rifles, people going to test you to see what you're going to do with that gun or you're going to have this extra mm-hmm. courage and you're going to be an asshole about everything. So I, right. I shout out to Walmart and Kroger. Okay. Uh, and so the last story we have is not necessarily a positive story. It's a, it's a sad story. So um, the music business is um, mourning a very talented I love songwriter. God. His name. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Um, his name is LaShawn, a.k.a. Big Shiz Daniels. Um, he died in a car crash um, on last night. Um, he was 41 years old. Um, he has a beautiful wife mm-hmm. named April. And um, this man, I'm just going to read a few of mm. the songs that this, that this man has either written or co-wrote, produced, or put his mm. little hand on. You go understand why the music community is mourning. Um, Angel in Disguise by Brandy, The Boy Is Mine. Um, yeah, Tamar Braxton's um, Feedback, Janet Jackson, um, Heartbreaker, Michael Jackson, Holler, Spice Girls, um, I'm Good by Black, um, Invincible, Michael Jackson, um. Never Say Never, Brandy, uh, One Wish, Ray J, uh, Redemption, Drake, um, Say My Name, mm. Destiny's Child, Scared, Scared of Lonely, um, I'm Scared of Lonely, that's Brandy, um, Top of the World, Brandy, Unbreakable, Michael Jackson, um, I Can Keep mm. Going, he even co-wrote You Rock My World you rock by Michael my Jackson. World, I know you did. And then think I want again. That's what art. See, we have lost a real true art and being. Yes. And um, you know, he's also written for J Lo, Lady Gaga, Monica, um, Natasha Benningfield. Um, you know, he's getting uh, tributes from people that range from Kirk Franklin to Ari Lennox. Um, I mean, I've even seen him on my timeline. I have friends mm-hmm. in the music industry who are really close, who knew him, who were close to him. Um, I, I, I saw a video of his that where he was just encouraging people who are trying to get in the music business. He said, Your gift. Well, that's a word and that you. is the word yes um that doesn't mean that you know you feel like you talented you got to push your way in every room to meet every person that's gonna you know figure it out for you but if you are truly gifted and this is truly what you're supposed to do your gift will make room for you you will be where you're supposed to be you will interact with people you're supposed to interact with and you know, your gift will make room for you. And um, I actually, uh, I've never met him. I don't know him personally, 
but um, I know his music. Uh, and based on everything that I've read that people who knew him have said, um, this is a great loss to the music community. It seems like, you know how the Bible says, let your light shine mm-hmm. wherever you go. He definitely was a light in some of those mm-hmm. dark places because the music industry can be pretty dark. Um, and, you know, I've said it before. I have friends in the music industry who, you know, started mm-hmm. out in the church, but they played for a secular artist. Just like she is, they might be a light in a dark yeah. place. And he definitely was. So. He definitely was a believer. He was not. And he yes. was a unashamed believer. So rest up, Big She is better known as LaShawn Daniels. Your gift, you have left us with an incredible gift of music and you will forever be remembered. All right. Well, that's another show. Um, you guys know how to reach us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the number two chicks, T-A-L-K-I-N-S-H-Y-T um, at gmail.com is our email. And uh, we would love to hear from you. But until next week, drink your water, mind your business, and be a blessing. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>